0: Join me for inspiring conversations with thought leaders and learn how to handle your shit. ¿Estás lista? Vámonos. Hello, 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 amigas, and welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. Okay, here we go. Here's my second from the vault, again, the year 2020, and I specifically had these amazing guests to talk about feminine energy, intuition, and just discovering oneself. And so who best to talk about these concepts are my good friend, Laura, and my other good friend, Sandra. And they're both beautiful souls. They've been on this podcast in the year 2020. Sandy has been on it several times because she is not only simply divine and feminine, she exudes this energy, but she applies it to her companies. And so she's just a beautiful soul. And so that's why she's been on this podcast several times. So I wanted to just go back, do a flashback of the month of December, since we're in the holidays and everyone is out and about going to parties and the last thing they're doing is listening to podcasts, but I'm so grateful that you are, that you are listening. And so these might conjure up some beautiful energy and sensation that can lead you into a beautiful year in the year 2023. And speaking of the year 2023, I wanted to remind you that we have in the month of March, March 24, to be specific, we're hosting the Empowered Amiga Movement. This is number two. Can you imagine? Oh my God. We're just going to keep on doing this every year because I know it resonates with you, amigas. So make sure you sign up get on the waiting list. Let me know. You can send me a DM on Instagram or you can send me a DM on, on Facebook or any of my social media platforms. And of course, you can also reach me at JackieTapia.com or AmigaHandleYourShit.com. Either way, um, you can definitely get in touch with me there. So Amigas, without further ado, these are my beautiful soul friends, Sandra Williams and Laura. Marcos. Amigas, we have limitless potential. Sadly, in the majority of cases, we don't allow ourselves to believe that. But if we allow ourselves to focus on our potential, listen to what our hearts are trying to tell us, and tap into our divine feminine energy and intuition, we can create a world for ourselves where we can realize our own dreams and live in harmony with ourselves and others. But where do we start? We were very fortunate to listen to Sandra William's and Laura Marcos, two amigas who are really handling their shit, and learn about their journeys and how they became true to themselves.
1: I would like to start with my familia because it always does start with them. Uh, (laughs) They are my business partners. So my father is Frank William, and he had been in the mortgage industry and had you know, like everyone else had suffered from the recession. And so we came out fighting and he came to me and he said, Sandra, I need your help. And I said, okay, dad, I'll do this. I'll probably do it for probably a year or so after I graduate and finish college. But after that, I think I'm going to go do my own thing. And he's like, okay, all right, Sandra, that sounds good. We'll We'll see how that works out, And he's totally open and he's grateful. So I'm in university and I'm helping him. And so it was perfect because it was a good balance between me going to school and helping him. So it was very, you know, boutique, very small. And so then I went on and I graduated and I really shared with him that, okay, I'm going to go out and live in England. I went to get my master's degree over there. Okay, and I said, "Okay, I'm I'm gonna stay out there." Oh my god, okay. okay. Tell me about
0: that because England, you're born and raised in LA, right? So, LA,
1: yes. You're going international. Like how? <laughs> <laughs> right. I know. I felt so blessed that I had beautiful relationships during high school who opened my mind to it and they discussed a study abroad and how they can't wait. Cause when they mentioned university, they mentioned study abroad, like right next to it. It was one wasn't without the other. And for me, I was the first person in my family to graduate. So I said, okay, this is college. Then study abroad seems like the normal thing (laughs) in my mind. Right. With those, relationships It was their normal. And it was so beautiful to have had those relationships. And so with them, they shared with me oh. and I did my research and knew I wanted to go to England. I have always had this soft spot for England. I don't know what it is. It's the tea. It's the Cotswolds. It's just the castles. I don't know. <laughs> it was just such a magical place for me. So, yeah, it was definitely. I want to give the contribution of why that happened. It was the relationships and friendships that I had in my life Mm -hmm. at that point in time that exposed it to me. And I would definitely say, my family to just look at me and just say, yes, of course, why not? Mm -hmm. And not be, you know, ay, mija, por qué? Or no, you know, they weren't like that. They were like, okay, especially my dad. He was like, okay, what do we got to do? Mind you, when I went the first time, it was 2009, you know, and that was right when everything was happening. And so the pound was double. And my dad just looked at me and just said, we're going to do this. If you want this, we're going to, this is going to happen. And he put me, like in a bubble where I didn't really know the magnitude of what was going on around me, except that I had a vision and then I had his support and my family's support to go and do that.
0: Yeah. And And it was normal. Yeah. It's so beautiful because you need family, la familia. Like that is Mm -hmm. of utmost importance when you really want to build your career and get that grounded, that foundation. I 100% concur with what you're saying because that's exactly how it is. Exactly how
1: it is. It was really beautiful to have that support where I had my family who hadn't even traveled across the Atlantic Ocean. You know, my mom hasn't even traveled anywhere. And yet it was a very, okay, Sandra, let's do it. So I'm very grateful for having been doing that. And so when I shared with them, I fell in love with it. And I ended up getting my master's over there since I studied abroad during my junior year of college, I said, I want to come back. And so I did. I ended up applying to the University of Southampton and I earned my master's degree out there. And so my intention was to stay out there and (laughs) who knows what that world would have been, right? But I definitely came back and knew that once I was working with my father, that I was in it for the long haul. It was definitely something of an experience for me to appreciate my family, Mm -hmm. appreciate the culture here. Being away allowed me to have that appreciation. Mm -hmm. So at first it was like, I want to go and stay out there, (laughs) right? Of course. And then it transformed and it kind of turned into wait. I miss the carnesadas. I miss the birthdays. I miss the, you <laughs> know, I really like appreciated, I think, more my home. Right. So right. coming back, I knew it's what I wanted was to help uh, build this, this family business.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So that's how it kind of happened. So, uh, yes, uh, my parents are both from Cuba and uh, to answer your You know, your question, I I grew up outside of New York City in a town called Union City, New Jersey, one of the most densely populated areas in the United States. You know, there's uh, over 70,000 inhabitants in, um, you know, 1.26 square miles and most are people of color. Actually, I tell people I got to grow up in a Latino neighborhood. Mm. I had the privilege of knowing what that was like and i really identify with being an underdog and then thus being of service to other people that are underdogs and helping them find their strength and their voice so yeah the journey started there the journey started with a, an a, an intense acculturation process for my parents had been uh, fleeing the oppression of the castro regime and trying to make sense of their own lives and integrate into the American dream here. So they, they did a wonderful job by deciding that they would get educated and get a home. And they sought to really instill myself and my brother with those same values. You know, you got to work hard. You've got to, you know, have money to buy a house and have a family and, you know, be very respectable in society. So that's where I started. Yes, absolutely.
0: I think uh, it's beautiful that, Yeah, my parents are also are immigrants, you know, coming into this country and the values that they instill of hard work, dedication, respect, integrity. I love all that. So that resonates with me because Jesus, God, you know, there's so much out there where people are not respectful, are not with integrity. And when you are confronted with someone who is like that you start to think like uh, like where did you grow up why are you like that so i know i know exactly what you mean so tell me laura tell our listeners out there so you grew up outside of new york okay now but you no longer live over there. So how did that happen? Like, how did you come to go to Sedona? Because now that's where you live. But I know you have a tremendous, huge background in education. And so I think it's super important for our listeners to hear about that.
2: Well... Like you said, our parents taught us to work really hard, so I did. I was a straight-A student, full scholarship to college, and tried to live the American dream by going right away, right upon graduation, to work in corporate America. I quickly realized that I had been betrayed, you know? I was like, what? I got all these A's and all these honor roll certificates for a, you know, two-week vacation and a 401k working in a, you know, cubicle for a company that essentially didn't inspire me, didn't treat people people with integrity, I became depressed and that actually catapulted one of the greatest decisions of my life. I ended up going back to school full-time to get a master's in counseling, went on to become a school counselor in the inner cities of New Jersey, worked with at-risk students, Uh, hundreds and yeah, thousands of them across the years. So it was a privilege for me to do that work. And in that time, because I began that career in 2005, and it was a dream, you know, to work with young people and their families and and have a chance to be of service in that way. In that time, I realized that the school system was not really the highest service for them. That that in many, many ways we were disservicing so many of those students because the focus is not on their really truly their well-being it's conditioning them to be test takers really very much a one size fits all environment where young people learn to answer questions and repeat back information and true critical thinking whether from adults or children is truly frowned upon diminished discouraged and even punished So in order to survive in the school system for as long as I did, I had to actually put a bubble around my sights and only focus on what I could change, Mm -hmm. right? So every morning I'd make my prayers, please spirit, help me say what the kids need to hear so that that I could be of service to their day and hopefully make a difference in their lives. And I did this with so much love. So it was a very, a, a big surprise to me when I one day realized the bubble burst, And this happened while the North Dakota Access Pipeline was taking place. You know, we had just had a change of uh, president at that time and seeing that people were having trouble getting clean water in like Michigan. I said, what am I doing if people can't have clean water? I'm not living my fullest potential by talking to young people about their report cards. And and yeah, and more than 70 percent of them look miserable, checked out. We're forcing them to have a, you know, to define themselves based on their academic performance and missing out on so much intuitive ability, emotional intelligence and all their unique talents because we're all being zombified by institutions. So I have this epiphany. I need to leave the school system. And then I end up Googling. Oh, God, this is so big. What's big? The Grand Canyon is really big. So how I got to Sedona to answer your question was really to celebrate the decision that I made to leave my job because I never thought I was going to leave my job. I was so self-identified as a school counselor. It was a shock to me as it was to everyone in my community. And then I, uh, upon 24 hours of arriving to Sedona, lo and behold, because I am really aware of how intuition works, realized it was such a massive bypass to my analytical mind because I booked a flight a car, a b and and never saw a picture of Sedona. I actually came precisely to be in a flow state and just celebrate. And it was through my, the nonstop serendipity and Moses literally coming up from the sky saying, you got to move to Sedona, that I felt the call and I answered it.
0: We can't help but get observed by our environment. We find ourselves getting distracted, feeling rushed, and getting stressed out. Days blend into one another as we continue to fixate on things that stress us out. But if we allow ourselves the opportunity to tune into ourselves again, that is when we find true wisdom to bring out about our phenomenal change. Our ladies both have very inspiring stories About how they are able to tap into their inner wisdom and find peace and courage to accomplish extraordinary things.
1: Thank you. Yes, it has been a beautiful path that has been like evolving. Once I did the leadership program and I became a coach myself for the last, you know, the prior, the two years beforehand. And I really just was in sisterhood. I was with a beautiful group of women who were holding each other in all of their truth and all of their raw. And I loved it. It was absolutely the nurturing I needed that I had been seeking, really. So I'm always indebted to the Dr. Yasmeen Institute for the beautiful sisterhood that really allowed me to grow. It was with those sisters that they introduced me to the idea, really, of going to Bali. One of my other uh, fellow sisters, she looked at me, she grabbed me by the shoulders, and she's like, Sandra, out of anyone, you are the one that needs to go to Bali. You're going to love it. And I was like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I hadn't traveled in a bit because also working with my company, with family, I noticed I hadn't done a trip in a few years. I went from going abroad to visiting you know, different countries. That was my university life. But once I went into my career, building my career, I hadn't gone anywhere for a while. And so then I said, okay, I'm going to go to Bali. And little by little, more and more things had been aligning. I had been doing uh, my own uh, spiritual coaching with a beautiful, her name is Inez. And so I was working with her for probably over the year. And she had been showing me more and more things. And then with my girlfriend, Monica, saying, definitely need to go to Bali. You know, more and more things started to synchronistically kind of unfold, right? So I said, yes, I went to Bali. I had been working on my inner path for a while, but it really started to expedite being introduced to the giving business soul community, which has been over a year now. And with them, I have learned a lot about just the human body, the soul, you know, how we have the different subtle bodies and our energetic body. And and it can get really woo-woo, but I was learning so much and I was like, okay. And they also shared with me the insight about Bali, that Bali is just this spiritual, energetically, a beautiful space to, to go and explore. So I said, okay. So I went and I had heard stories of where, They, you know, really didn't plan anything when my, the founder actually of Prosperity Home had planted a seed in my mind and said that when he went with his wife, they just went with the flow. They didn't plan anything. They didn't even have their hotel booked. They kind of just went with it. And so I was inspired by Jeremiah. So I did the same thing. (laughs) I didn't have anything planned. I just kind of went. And it worked out beautifully. I ended up being introduced to a spiritual um, teacher, a Balinese priest. Um, His name is Kumong. And he was there at the beautiful hotel that I ended up being at. And it was under renovation. And I think symbolically it was like an outer representation of what was going on within me. as I was under renovation in that trip. Mm. Because it kind of just... One thing kind of opened up and I did a a healing with him. And one of his biggest things he said to me, he said, Sandra, I really just need you to be honest with yourself. Whatever is really coming up for you, just be honest. And I said, okay, that's pretty simple. I think I can do that. A couple days go by. I shared with him with, because I had been doing meditations with him. I had gone, like you spoke earlier about a download mm-hmm. and I had gone a download that I wanted to do a purification mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the purification was of me shaving my head and I wanted to cut my hair and I remember sharing it to him and I said, come on, I, I want to cut my hair. And I think if I would have shared it with one of my girlfriends, they would have been like, mija, like, why don't you just uh, go get a massage or something? Píntatelo. Nomás un poquito, no mucho. Yeah. I was platinum blonde at the time. And I was really kind of, had already been platinum for two years. And I was really kind of just really trying to figure something else out with it, too. And, yeah, so then he was just so beautiful and he was the perfect person to tell it to the first person I told. And I said, you know, this, this is, this coming through for me. And he said, if it's in your heart, you must. Yeah. Remember what I shared with you, yeah. be honest, honest with yourself. Honest. <sighs> and said, I said, okay, I'm going to do it. And with the beautiful guidance of him, it was a ceremony. It was a purification ceremony that I did. So it wasn't just me, you know, getting the buzz cut and it was done. Right. It was intentional from the, everything was intentional. To the day that it was chosen, to the time that it was done, he asked for my birthday. In the Balinese calendar, I was born on a Thursday. So symbolically, the rebirth would take place on a Thursday. So we did it January 2nd, 2020. And he had me wear a white cloth Mm. to symbolize the purification. They were holy colors and also with the gold. We also did it at five in the morning. We had our offerings we were doing to the temple, but also to... We did an offering also once we released the hair into the ocean. Mm. So it was a beautiful ceremony, purification ceremony that I had never witnessed. I had never been around. I have never been exposed to it culturally growing up. But it was just in my heart and perfectly divinely orchestrated to have the, you know, come on, guide me with it. And I was just open the whole time. And it was, it was perfect for me because it really was a purification. I was going through so many shifts and I knew this year was going to be a big year. Well, well, <laughs> evidently, <we> not know. <laughs> evidently, right?
0: Well, what, how, how beautiful that is that that yeah. you were able to experience that and Mm -hmm. receive that download of clarity and of the divine Mm -hmm. and just moving forward with it. What beautiful synchronicity and alignment. And, Mm -hmm. you know, this pandemic, as horrible as it is, it also is an opportunity for us as humans and humanity because this is, you could either go one way or the other way. And you chose to live your life in a positive way, bringing happiness, joy, and love, and bringing forth the divine. And you can go the other way, which is the way that we don't want to be in, because that's not where it comes from the heart. So, oh my God, I'm just, wow, wow. And you're such a young woman. And this is beautiful. This is so beautiful. Thank you. Not everybody goes through something like this. Not everybody.
1: Right. I I felt like it was a beautiful balance of the masculine and feminine that you kind of speak to because I felt like it was the feminine aspect of me to allow this, to be open to this, to say yes and surrender To what would be possible for me doing this ceremony but then there was this masculine side of me that I have built so strongly um, into being a risk taker Mm -hmm. into being that brave courageous person to say yeah I'm going to shave my head this is a ceremony that I'm doing for myself Yes. Yeah, a lot of people may not understand. You know what I mean? That's okay. And and I'm going to do it anyways. Yes. It's a beautiful balance of that masculine and that feminine. And I feel that's what I'm really here to definitely empower other women to see is that I am doing the work of building Mm -hmm. my spiritual path. But I'm also committed to my family business and growing this ecosystem. So I don't see it necessary to choose. Right. I'm, I'm unifying. I'm unifying. I'm doing a dance for both. Yes, I would love to share that with that culture that, you know, my family has definitely Engaged in. I've been on a path. I have. I I went and participated with NARA, a National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals, where I developed beautiful relationships. I've also been participating with the National Latina Women's Business Association. So I've definitely built some really beautiful relationships who ended up connecting me always to the ongoing. I guess the next pebble that I end up stepping on. Right. So then I ended up getting introduced to Dr. Yasmin. I do a multicultural leadership program, definitely focusing more on my authentic story. Mm -hmm. Then it was beautifully, you know, just uh, involved into being introduced into prosperity homes, prosperity homes. And what I was really looking for is a balance and a harmony of where, I am contributing outwardly to a social cause, but in alignment to my real estate industry. Right. And so that's where I've ended up meeting Prosperity Homes. And I am a board of director because when I get involved, I jump all in. All in. <laughs> I'm like, Oh yeah. How can I get involved? Exactly.
0: So Prosperity Homes is a not-for-profit organization and when they're,
1: what is their mission? Just so that we're clear. Yes. Yes. So the mission for Prosperity Homes is to have, to harness the real estate community energy into uplifting humanity Mm. by building homes for women and children. How does that happen? Because I mean, I know Each
0: of us have like a little bit of intuition, but there's those of you like yourself that have that ability to really, really hone in on that. So how do you do that? Please unpack that. Please tell us. How do you get that?
2: Oh well, first of all, we're born with it. So you may find you may, you know, you from your daughter and listeners with children may have, be able to tell tons of stories like of massive like intuition like a little boy for example one of my girlfriends her son three years old at the beach and he said mama I don't want to go in the water and she goes why papito and he's like no I don't want to go and all of a sudden a huge wave full of jellyfish like hundreds of jellyfish oh my God. so the little boy knew three years old that he shouldn't go into the water and uh, you know so uh, examples like that so we're born with it but what ends up happening is because it's not an intelligence that's actually talked about or encouraged or supported in any kind of way by uh, traditional institutions you know the school system is and there is value I I please I want to make sure that I emphasize that learning how to read learning how to write learning how to follow directions learning how to work in in teams all of that is important but we're only focusing on that skill to the detriment of the other, you know, it feels like it's not being, it's very, very little honoring of intuitive ability. What in art class in gym class, a little bit that you get, we need more unstructured time and more guidance to develop that. So really what, what ended up happening with me is I was really inspired not only from my work as a counselor and And studying different spiritual practices, but also teaching experiential group dynamics for three years. So I I was able to teach a, a leadership course that was five credits. So it was daily that I taught to groups of 20, 18 year olds for three years. And it was based on experience. And I was like, okay, people have to experience. It doesn't matter what you say people have to experience their own intuitive intelligence. They have to get their own downloads. If not, it doesn't mean anything. So that kind of really started to plant the seeds to inspire me. How do we create experiences where people can develop their own? So what I do, you know, so it really is a journey to rediscover how much intuitive ability you have as an adult. And you kind of, it's a dance because you want to honor. There's nothing wrong with honoring and integrating all the academic information that we take in. I, I loved school, by the way, I got straight A's and it was easy because I love, you know, history and reading and science and how electrons find their balance and homeostasis. And I love nutrition and I love information in general. So that's beautiful. It has a place. Let's honor that. But how can we mix that with being truly present so that our intuition, which we can think of as our higher self, mm-hmm. a non-physical intelligence, that is us, but also in the field of information that is part of the divine cosmic fabric of the universe that made us, that when we tap into this, you know, when we align the higher self with our human self, we're able to practice the art of living intuitively.
0: Mm, Oh my God, that was Oh, wow. I'm like, there's a lot to process. So, yes, we need the academics, but let's expand more on the awareness of that there is something bigger than checkbox, you know, marking the checkbox or, or make, uh, getting an A on a test because it's more of like the emotional IQ as opposed to the the IQ, what did they call it? EQ versus an IQ. Like that is far more important, right? Because now if you, you know, as a student, you can just Google everything, Google everything, you'll find your response, your, 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 your answer. But when you dig deep internally, and find your intuition, that's where magic happens, right? Oh my Mm -hmm. God. I love this. So how can someone work with you to get this intuition or to have more practice? Like what do we sign up for a course? How do we get this from you?
2: Well, I will say that this type of intelligence to develop is a unique process for everyone. And it is very much worthy of college level courses, which I so happen to be creating experiential group process. I actually do have a class called Parenting Future Leaders that's on embodyyouralchemy.co right now. And that's also a very intuitive program that is adaptable. So parents that are wanting to work with young people, you know, with their children and inspire them can learn these techniques and approaches that they can apply to their child to inspire their greatest intuition and learn as they go themselves. Cause that's an intuitive process for both the parent and the child. I also have a series, right. Uh, the Powerful Parents Program. So I have an eight-week coaching program actually that I will be launching this year. And people can always reach out to me for one-on-ones because I do one-on-one retreats here in Sedona. So if an individual does wanna come and have a really intimate journey with talk therapy, with I can combine herbalism, I can combine qigong, I could bring in yoga, hiking, spending time by the water, by the beautiful creeks of Sedona, so where I actually spend time with you and help you practice ways that are going to work for you so it is an intuitive process for me too if I'm going to work one-on-one with people but I have a program an eight-week program for parents and for adults actually activate your sixth sense that is also available on embodyyouralchemy.co activate your sixth sense which is a journey through an ancient symbol which is going to activate people's intelligence. So I think that my approach is really to help stir you intellectually, help inspire you, help ignite. And I'll do that by sharing research by sharing stories. Storytelling is very important in this art form because you get to intuitively take away what feels good for you. Mm -hmm. And then also me giving you exercises and practices, and we can create definitions for intuition together. Because if you start to Google this topic, you're going to find that there's so many different definitions and so many people contributing, and it's all beautiful, But what's going to work for you? What's going to empower you to really be that? Because then all of your life will benefit your relationships, your work, your ability to to create, be it a beautiful environment in your home, be it new ideas, new projects in your workspace. We are so limitless. My experience was so powerful that I never looked back. I said, well, I'm going to actually heal myself naturally from everything now on because I don't actually trust fully this Western medicine practitioners. If I do have to work with them because testing is really helpful, like, okay, I'm going to take a test. I want to know how the results are coming out in my blood work, for example. But once I have the diagnosis, if I'm not able to diagnose it myself, because I'm very intuitive, right? And I can feel, hey, my stomach's out of it. It's really kind of very much about early detection. This loops us back to intuition and saying, my goodness, my stomach's been trying to get my attention for a long time. Or, hey, my lips are really dry. Maybe I'm really thirsty. So if you catch it sooner, you won't, you know, you will barely or rarely get sick. Because you're catching it intuitively because you're aware of your body. Right, right. Once we are really, you know, once we do have an ailment and it's okay, we don't want to judge our ailments because we live in a world where there is a a lot of pollutants, uh, chemicals in our food, in our air, in the water. So, uh, you know, I want to kind of, you know, make sure that I mention that it may not be like, oh, you've been this like bad person or, you know, you're... uh, working energetically out of alignment. It's don't judge yourself. We are human and we don't always take very good care of ourselves. And sometimes our body is the gift, right? The body is like your musical instrument. Hey, Jackie, (laughs) trying to get your attention. You know, I want, you know, I want to heal. So it's going to let you know. So really there is a beauty. Everyone can learn themselves. And I love that. It's like, kind of like, hey, you can learn, you can do this. But obviously the benefit of working with somebody that has had practice is their experience, right? And all the wisdom and the the knowledge that they bring to learning how to create protocols and helping you adjust and adapt and create healthy expectations so that you know that, hey, you know, it might take you three months. It might take you six months to work on this. This didn't happen overnight. But however, you will feel better on the other side. And it's I'll tell you, Jackie. I can't even. You, well, you know, yes. it's so empowering. It's so empowering yes. to, yes. know, to make your own medicine. It really, really is.
0: And as per usual, we asked for advice from these beautiful, inspiring souls. Here is what they had to say to all you amigas out there who are ready to handle your shit. One
1: thing that I would love to share is. Spirituality is universal. Mm. And maybe that would be my one thing that I can share with these ladies and say, you know, when I did my ceremony, it was, you know, we took bits and pieces from different religions. Mm. You know, symbolically, you know, Buddhism. We had, you know, the temple we visited also with uh, the Balinese. And so I was raised Catholic. You know, there's so much harmony happening yeah. with this ceremony that I'm really, truly embodying more of like a, a universal connection to direct source of God. Yeah. So I would love to encourage the the hack or, or the tip is really connecting to the divine in my unique way and encouraging them to divine and to to connect with their divine in their unique way let's stop you know putting these limiting boxes on oh that's not this religion or oh i'm not that if it connects with your heart and it is a ritual or a practice that you feel aligned with then do it it makes your heart happy you know don't feel restricted by these different religions, if it feels connected to your heart and it can allow you to convene with the divine in your own special way, I would say do it. Mm. So that would be my hack because it's really created so much more peace in my life, not having to fit in one box and really doing little practices that I can, you know, putting flowers at my altar for my, The and I just love having that special one on one time and then I also have my devotional that I read it looks different every day there's not a set structure I do want to say that (laughs) but the one consistent thing is that I do connect with God Mm -hmm. and I reach out for that Mm -hmm. as much as I can
2: Oh my goodness. Wow. What a beautiful question. And again, thank you so much for this opportunity. And I think like a quick tip, you know, for people, for all of us, like if there's a moment that we feel like really un, like overwhelmed or not grounded is to bring awareness to our senses, right? Like bring your awareness to your feet, you know, feel the air on your face. And another technique that's really powerful is just to feel how far you can hear to the left and hear how far you can feel to the right. And actually just this little simple technique helps bring you out of the mind and into the body. And the body is filled with emotions and wisdom. And I want to plant the seed for emotions being such a powerful source of wisdom and writing them out and giving yourself permission to ride them out. Because it's really uncomfortable, right? When we're angry, when we see injustice, when we're confused, there's so much happening in the world, yes. in, the, in the collective, in our communities. And we need to come into our center So that we can respond with ease and grace, really just respond with grace to what's happening around us. So if you can bring any attention to your body, like wiggle your hands around, maybe actually do a little mudra, you know, put your index finger and your thumb together. And that actually represents bringing the mind and the lungs. So the thumbs represent the ethers and the index fingers, the lungs. And mind and lungs, so mind and breath. That's why you see a lot of pictures of people meditating where they're holding their index finger and their thumb together. And just anything to bring awareness to your body really is gonna help you listen more closely to the wisdom that's already inside you and hopefully tame those feelings, calm them, soothe them, honor them. Thank you for being angry. Thank you because there is a lot of anger that's appropriate anger is also really it's authentic we need to get anger anger is how we can create change and create clearer boundaries for ourselves so my tips will be give yourself permission to truly feel whatever it is that you're feeling focus on your breath bring your awareness to your body bring your awareness to your feet and create space create space for yourself in whatever form with nature if you can so that you could hear your intuition a little bit more clearly or give it an opportunity to move through you. And the more that you practice that, even two minutes of silence a day, your brain is going to thank you. Your nervous system is going to thank you. Your family is going to thank you because you're yeah. going to be making better decisions all around. Yeah. So lots more that we could talk about on that front, but that's a very, very powerful quick tip.
0: This is our last episode of the year. And I want to tell you that I'm so grateful for the opportunity that you have done for me in blessing me to listening to this podcast. Cause without you, there wouldn't be a podcast. So I want to wish you a wonderful new year in the 2023. Wish you abundance. I wish you lots of health. I wish you everything that your heart desires. And I, like I say, Thank you so much for tuning in every week and listening to these inspiring women. I, I'm i truly grateful for every listen, for every review, for every five stars you, you provide because that helps out, out a lot in these algorithms. And so I never thought that I would be doing this. And I am super grateful because you're tuning in And I only wish the best for you. And I will see you, Amigas, in the year 2023. Remember, always keep handling your shit. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Amiga, Handle Your Shit podcast. If anything resonates with you today, please share it with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player.